Welcome to the Website Coach Podcast, the podcast for entrepreneurs and small business owners that want a winning website, one that attracts more visitors and helps them book more clients. I'm Marie Brown, a website designer and business strategist, and I'll be sharing simple and actionable tips to help you create a winning website. So let's get started. Hello, welcome to episode 30 of the Website Coach Podcast. This week, I'm talking about how I plan my social media content. I'm pulling back the curtain on a bit more of my business. Because a successful social media strategy is one that's designed to bring in paying clients. But it is a long-term game. The days of being able to post a, buy this amazing service I sell, kind of post, and expect lots of clients to sign up, are well and truly over. That's if they ever really existed. Did you ever buy from a post like that? People very rarely do. And yet, we often expect that from our own content. You need to build an audience, ideally one that's full of your ideal clients. That's people who may ultimately become your clients, not your Auntie Nora and her nosy neighbours. That audience then needs to get to know you, to trust you, to understand that you can help them. And indeed, you're the right person to help them. You then need to put an offer in front of them that gives them what they want at a price they're willing to pay. And of course, at a time that they want to buy it. It's a long-term game, but one that pays off if you follow it. I'm not a social media expert. I'm a website designer who uses social media. These days, my preferred platform is Instagram, although I do dabble in both Facebook and LinkedIn too. So why am I sharing my strategy? Because it works. Because I get clients through Instagram. But I use Instagram alongside other marketing tools. Things like my website, of course, and email marketing. And on its own, I doubt it would be successful. And that's the key. Each tool has their own role to play in your overall marketing. So what's the role of social media? Well, I use it to reach a new audience. That's people who don't already know me. And I also use it, and I think it's probably more important for this purpose, to help my existing audience get to know, like, and trust me. Sometimes they might think I'm a little bit balmy, but hey. Before buying, and often earlier in the process, I expect that that audience on social media will check out my website. And the address is in my bio to help them. And it's critically important that your social media and your website are aligned. They should use the same branding, same colours and have a similar feel. You'd be amazed how many don't. But that builds more trust as well as indicating that they've actually come to the right place. How many times have you been on somebody's social media, looked on their website and you've had to look back again to check that you've got the website link correct? Now, I always look at a client's social media when I'm building their new website because the two do need to be aligned. Your website's a better place for conversion. It's more organised, shows what you do, and it leads visitors on a path that gives them the information they need to take the next logical step. 
be that to buy, book an appointment or get in touch. Now, of course, social media can help nudge sales too, but that buying is more likely to happen on your website or after a visit to your website. But this podcast episode is not about your website. It's about creating social media content, creating content to build an audience that will ultimately buy from you, whether that's via social media or another place. And the secret to that, it's about having a mix of content that will attract, connect with, and ultimately convert your target audience into paying clients. So how do you do that? First step is to know your target audience. Like all marketing, the key is to understand who you're marketing to. The game changer is to understand the kind of posts that appeal to them on that platform. It makes them connect with you. Increase the know, like and trust factor. And they'll ultimately buy from you. And the kind of posts that will appeal to your audience is going to be different to the kind of posts that can appeal to mine. And not every post you put out will hit the mark. Mine certainly don't. You've got to accept that. Giving some thought to who your target audience is and what kind of content works for them will save an awful lot of failed posts and an awful lot of frustration. So how do you do that? Well, if you start by thinking about a few of the clients you've had that were perfect clients, or as perfect as you're going to get, the kind of clients you'd like more of, what did they have in common? What connects them to you? So when I think about my business, my clients are all small business owners. They have to be in order to want a website. And I don't work with large corporates. Most of my clients are female. I do work with men too. Many of them have children, usually school age. And many of them have had a different career before working for somebody else. They generally believe in communities too, Um, and often they have a dislike of tech. What you need to do is just come up with that kind of a list for your audience. And once you've got some understanding of your audience, you can come up with themes or content buckets that you can use in your marketing. And they're themes that will connect with your audience. So I always put them into different kinds of buckets. So the first content bucket, if you like, is what I call a business bucket. So some of the themes should relate to your business, so you come across as helpful and knowledgeable. And it's obvious what you do without needing to say it each time. But you do need to pitch it at the right level. So, for example, if you're a family photographer, chances are your audience is not really interested in your equipment. They're not particularly interested in which lens you use or the lighting you have, etc. What they're interested in is things like posing to look younger, slimmer, have fewer chins. Maybe that's just me. (laughs) Ways to get children to smile naturally for the camera. There's a McDonald's Happy Meal on the way home if you behave. And, you know, what you should all wear to look coordinated, but not like the Waltons. Those kind of topics. If you're an interior designer, what your audience might be interested in will depend on the stage they're at in their life. 
And that means the interests of your audience may well be very different from another interior designer's. First-time homeowners might be interested in things like luxury finds that don't break the bank, making small spaces look bigger, and copying celebrity trends. So they're all different kinds of business content buckets, if you like. Families with children might be more interested in storage solutions that work with children's toys, interiors that look great but cope with spills, and carving out grown-up space. Again, three completely different kinds of buckets. And downsizers will have different interests again, and that leads to different kinds of buckets. And that's why it's important to understand your target audience. Appealing to everybody, if that's your market, is hard. But there are some things, if you're an interior designer, that do have wider appeal. Things like latest trends, sustainable choices, and storage. Those kind of things have wider appeal. And when you know what those buckets are, you can start to create content which is in those kind of buckets. And it goes without saying that social media is not the place for long posts educating your audience about 754 different sustainable storage solutions. It's short form media. You can, of course, write a blog post all about the 754 different sustainable storage solutions, and I would certainly encourage you to do so, and then repurpose it into lots of social media posts. People have got short attention spans on social media, so you need to make the posts short, interesting, and certainly on Instagram with a scroll-stopping image. Video works well because it's being pushed by more platforms to compete with TikTok. And that's because people actually like to watch videos. And I know, I know, you're going to say to me, I hate showing my face on video. Well, you don't need to show your face on video. You can actually do videos of, of, of other things as well. I love creating Instagram reels with different characters to make a point. You've probably seen, if you follow me on Instagram, you've probably seen some of those crazy characters. It's educational and entertaining. But what I will say is it takes time to put those together. And my business is not creating content for social media. My business is designing and building websites. So I have to be conscious of the amount of time that I spend creating posts for social media. And I mix up the kinds of content with some quick and easy posts. And I'll often recycle blog content. Blogs are brilliant for that purpose. They're brilliant for many purposes. I've got podcasts all about that, which I'll link in the show notes. But I've got something like 50 blogs now. So even if anybody has read them all, I'd be very surprised if they remembered all the points I've made. I mean, I don't even remember them myself. (laughs) But they're quick and easy posts to do recycling blog content. And then I will also mix in some videos which take longer to create. And as you start to post different kinds of business content, you'll no doubt see what kind of content works better. Look at your analytics and do more of the kind of posts that do well and less of the kind that doesn't. Now, it's not just business buckets that you need. You also need other kinds of buckets of content because All business posts makes for a very dull social media feed. In order to know, like, and trust you, your audience needs to find some other kind of connection. You need to show you're human. People buy from people, as they say. 
So think about what you might have in common with your target audience or that you might do that your target audience may find interesting. For me, it's things like parenting and family life, being outside, supporting local businesses, being part of the community and also working for yourself. If I was into, say, stamp collecting, I'm not, absolutely nothing wrong with stamp collecting, if any of you are stamp collectors, I probably would post very little on this because I'm not sure my audience would necessarily share my joy in finding that must-have stamp. They're more likely to connect with me and share my joy at finding that bottle of gin or the bar of chocolate that was hidden in the back of the cupboard that I'd forgotten was there. What I will say about social media as well is what you choose to share is up to you. With social media, you get to control how you come across. You don't have to share anything you don't want to, including your family. But it is difficult to build a connected audience if you don't show anything outside of the work you do. So how can you use this kind of non-business content? Well, you can share you doing these kind of things. So if you follow my Instagram account, you'll see I regularly post a photo or a video on my stories from my morning dog walk in Knoll Park near where I live. A picture of Barney, my dog, always gets attention. I don't post pictures of my family and my children are teenagers and they don't want to be shown on social media. But I might post on stories if I've been shopping locally. I also share humorous posts about the realities of parenting and working for yourself because they make me smile and I think they'll make my audience smile too. And you can ask questions about this kind of thing too. The other thing that works well is things that are topical, like the latest TV series or film. One of my best performing posts was about the Netflix series Bridgerton. There was a website angle. <laughs> yeah, I did manage to shoehorn one in there. And yes, it might have just had an image of the Duke of Hastings. And of course, I don't think that helped at all. But people like to talk about these kind of things. It is a balance. This kind of content is great for getting people to know you kind of thing you might chat about if you met in real life as friends. But you do need to be careful not to overdo it because you need to think about what you want to be known for too. And there's another kind of content bucket which I use which relates to how I want to come across. So I'm being pretty open here, <laughs> telling you all my secrets. I want my target audience to think of me as empathetic, understanding, motivating, inspiring empowering and with a sense of humour. I'm not entirely sure that my teens would use any of those words to describe me at home, but hey, that's how I want to come across. And this is social media, so I get to choose. So I share these kind of posts. And think about how you want to come across. What you're like in person with your target audience, not with your family. Quotes and memes are one easy way to show those kind of qualities and emotions. But sharing your own experience is also very effective. You're showing these qualities in practice. So for me, there are days when I'm on it and days when everything goes to pop. My life and my business is not perfect and nor am I. So I post about the good and the bad days. Of course, 
As I've said before, it's your social media and you choose what to share and how. And yes, I rant far more in private than you will catch me doing on social media because that's not what people want to see. If you're in, for example, the health and fitness space, it's worth showing that you have days when you don't feel like it either or you fall off the wagon. I think Joe Wicks was commended recently on showing that in fact he'd actually put on some weight which he said was due to the fact he was eating cakes and bacon sandwiches and chocolates and things like that it shows him as human it's being human that's an important quality your audience can relate to the final content bucket kind of content bucket is sales content because while social media is not usually the best place to sell your website, an email, or even messaging is better. You can and you should post sales content to remind your audience that you run a business. And some people will say that you should post, I don't know, every one in four, every one in five, one in ten, whatever. You've got to do what's right for you, feels right for you. And there are lots of different ways of posting sales content. You can, of course, have a direct sales post. It might be, these are the ways you can work with me, and you list them. Or it might be a single offer that you want to promote at that time, and you might explain the benefits of it and how people can work with you that way. But you can also do it slightly less direct. You can share case studies and testimonials which show how you've helped others like your target audience. I often create a reel, adding appropriate music, showing a new website I've built. Sometimes there might be a before. Or I might show a few websites together to make a point like how to show personality in a website. These are what I call show, not tell posts. And they're very effective. Depending upon what you do, you can also share posts of you in action or of your product or service under construction. So if you're a jewellery designer, you could show the steps and all the hard work that goes into that beautiful finished creation. I think these kind of posts are particularly good for showing the value in what you do. You don't have to make a physical product to do that. Now, if you go back in my Instagram feed, you will see that I did once, and I've only done it once, show a post, a reel with my a website in progress. Um, and actually, I found it quite difficult to film. And the other thing is that showing that you can create a website in 30 seconds, I thought devalued what I did rather than adding value to what I do. So you do need to be slightly careful. But I don't know, if you're a massage therapist, you could show you setting up your room before a client comes because that shows the thought and care that goes into what you do. And you don't tend to get that in a large corporate. So once you've got your buckets, what's the next step? Well, of course, it's creating the content. And I'd love to say that I have days when I batch create content and then I can forget about it for the rest of the quarter, the month or even weeks. And I do try and get ahead and I now have some help with my social media content. So shout out to, to Laura. But some days I will post on the fly and some days I don't post at all because I'm too busy or I'm not feeling inspired. And it's the main reason I only really post on Instagram. It's the platform I found works best for me. Yes, I know LinkedIn should do, <laughs> but I've just never managed to crack it in the same way. So when I do have the time to create, how do I do it? 
Well, I'll write down my content buckets and then I'll just brain dump all the ideas that I have for each bucket. And each time I do this, I won't necessarily have the same content buckets. I might think of slightly different ones. But I do have a list that I keep in a book. And if or when I run out of inspiration, I might look at old blog posts and or social media posts to see what is there that can be repurposed. I'll then batch create. So the strategy of thinking out the posts is separate to the creation. I might do a bunch of quotes and other written text posts. Then I might do a batch of posts with images. And then I might create some reels. And I usually batch create reels, certainly ones with me in them, after I've been to the hairdressers. And actually, I find the peace and quiet in the hairdressers takes quite a while for me to have my hair done. I've got a lot of grey hair that needs painting. I find that great space for actually thinking about posts. So I will spend the first hour literally just sit there and I will make notes of ideas of posts. And then when I get home and I've had my hair done, um, I will then film them. And once I've created all of these posts and I save them and I just save them directly in Instagram or in Meta Business Suite, which is effectively Instagram's creator posts and, and do them from there. And only when I've actually created them, do I think about when and how I might post these. And I try to make sure I post a variety of different kinds of posts over a week or fortnight. I schedule some of them and I just do that in native Instagram using the Meta Business Suite. But with Instagram Reels, they do need posting live. So I just remember to post when I want to. And where I find I tend to trip up is actually I run out of a particular kind of post. So I think I really, really need a reel and I just don't have any. Or I really, really need this kind of post and I just don't have any of those. So to wrap up, <laughs> a successful social media content strategy is one which attracts the right audience for your business. It connects with them and ultimately gets them to take the course of action you want them to take. And that could be starting up a conversation in your DMs. It could be visiting your website, or it could be signing up to your email list. It's unlikely that social media content alone will get you clients. It needs to work with other forms of marketing to get that kind of result. And the first step in creating good content is to know who your target audience is and what interests them. Some content should be related to your business, some related to you or your connection with them, and some should be sales. It's a question of balance. And as you post, you should take note of what performs well and what doesn't. But if you find it's all inspirational memes which really connect with your audience, I would certainly caution against you just posting that kind of content. You need to post things which really show what you do and show your authority too. If you can batch either ideas or content, it will make your life easier as you can schedule posts or you can save as drafts to post in real time. But that's not always possible. At least for me, it's not. <laughs> we are all human. I hope you enjoyed this episode. You can always find me on Instagram at beyondthekt. Drop me a message and let me know. And of course, you're going to look at my content in New Light Now. That's it for this week. Have a great week. and See you next week. Thank you so much for listening all the way to the end. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to follow or subscribe so that you don't miss future episodes. And I'd really appreciate it if you could leave a five-star review. That makes a massive difference as to whether Apple shows my podcasts more widely. 
and head over to my website beyondthekitchentable.co.uk where you can find all the ways you can work with me whether you're just starting out looking to grow your business or scaling it and see you next week